Welcome to Labors for the Lord, the podcast dedicated to the Word of God. We hope that this blesses you and inspires you to seek the promises and the love that the Lord has for you. Now, here's your host, Craig Majors. What's up, guys? Welcome to Labors for the Lord. Hope everyone is blessed in the Lord today. So I want to talk about uh, putting to death the the deeds of the body or the deeds of the flesh. And and also in that, I want to talk about um, our commitment or um, our obligation to the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 14. So Romans chapter 8, verse 12 says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. First off, in in verses 12 and 13, Paul, he is not warning believers that if uh, they give in to the flesh, that, that they will lose their salvation. If you flip over to verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So Paul is he's talking about two different types of people, two, two different lifestyles of people, the ones who live according to the flesh, you know, just doing what they want to do with no remorse or no conviction or anything like that. They're just, or maybe have it, but just ignore it. Uh, they're living according to the flesh. And then he's talking about the ones who live according to the spirit. Paul tells us in verses four and nine or four through nine, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So two distinctive groups of people here, those who are consistently walking according to the flesh in verse five are linked to being in the flesh in verse 8. And those who walk according to the Spirit are linked to those who are no longer in the flesh in in verse 9. Verse 13, Paul, he's talking about the ones who are the ones who walk according to the flesh first. That's that's who he first addresses and he says for if you live after the flesh you shall die. So this is the group that live according to the flesh as a lifestyle and and they will die the eternal death. Someone whose life is is based on the things of the flesh 
they are not a true Christian. And if that person doesn't repent, uh, the Greek word here for repent is metanoia, which means uh, a, a change of heart, change of will, change of mind. If that person does not repent and come to Christ in faith, they will die uh, the second death at, at God's judgment. In the rest of verse 13, Paul addresses the group that walks according to the Spirit, those who are in the Spirit. And he, he shows our obligation to the Spirit. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify, to put to death the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And as a believer, you, you have the capability, you have the means uh, to put to death the deeds of the body. And that, that capability, that means, is God's Holy Spirit. Amen. And not only do we have the, the means to put to death the deeds of the body, but also we have the obligation because sin costs Jesus his life. And he also gives us a, a, a promise here in verse 13. He says, if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. If we put to death the deeds of the body... Through the Spirit, we possess the fullness of life by Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Well, if you look at Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 14, it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. So, he says, you know, that it being under grace, he's telling us that we can do all the things that, that we need to do if the Holy Spirit is, is living inside of us. That's our power. That's our Holy Ghost power. And he says, but if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. He, he told the Galatians the, the same thing. In chapter 5, he said, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. So Paul warned the Galatian church that we, we can't ever take our eyes, we cannot take our focus off of the cross because when we when we look at Jesus when we look at the cross we we see we realize that that we have a debt to pay and to put our sinful deeds to death in Romans 8:14 he tells us for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god and the word led here uh, the greek word is ago and here it's used metaphorically to mean uh, one following a guide or one that is completely under the direction of a guide. And an example of this could be uh, when God sent Moses to Pharaoh and God told him to go and that he would be his mouth and, and teach him 
what words he was to say. In Exodus, it says that Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord, which he had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all of the elders of the sons of Israel. God told them what to do and they did it. Another example uh, would be Exodus chapter uh, 13. When the children of Israel were in the wilderness and, and they were led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And when the cloud moved, they moved. Whenever it stopped, they stopped and um, set up camp. So we, as Christians, we as believers, we have to be willing to, to do what the Lord says, to obey him. And when we do, we are putting to death the deeds of the flesh. And this isn't just something, you know, it's not just an overnight thing. It is, it's a lifetime. Our duty and commitment to the Holy Spirit is to put the deeds of our body to death by obeying and submitting to him and allowing him to lead us. Faith. So what is faith? Hebrews chapter 11 tells us exactly what faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand. So you can see from uh, this passage here that, that real faith has real substance. And once you get it, there there will be some real evidence and faith is, is very important and with, without it, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So faith is, is the same as trusting and believing, having confidence. Jesus said, in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. In Matthew twenty one twenty one, he said, have faith and doubt not. Jesus said, have faith in God. As God in the flesh, he also said in John chapter fourteen, ye believe in God, believe also in me. And like a lot of people, I know I have I have some family and, and friends that they believe that there is a God, but they deny Jesus as their Savior. They, they don't believe that Jesus is God in the flesh. But the, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was, was not another follower of the faith. As Hebrews chapter 12 tells us, he was the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus didn't have to be born again. That's heretical. We have to have faith in him. We need to put our faith in Jesus because Jesus is the only way to God. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 is like the Hall of Fame <laughs> chapter of faith. Um, and in this chapter, we find that there are there, there's two terms. There's by faith and through faith and by faith and through faith are 
neither one of them are found in the Old Testament. These terms only appear in the Bible after the resurrection of Jesus. And these terms, they, they actually have different meanings. The, the term by faith shows up 33 times in the New Testament, and 24 of those times it deals with the service after salvation. You know, and the word by means, you know, by means which we do something. And in the Bible, the term <clears throat> by faith is always associated with, with an action, with a verb, doing something. Hebrews 11, 9, by faith, he, Abraham, sojourned. Uh, verse 7, by faith, Noah prepared an ark. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham offered up Isaac. And then we have through faith, which is in intrinsic. Uh, it's an essential nature of a thing. It deals with the mind and the heart. Hebrews 11, 11 says, through faith, Sarah received. Through faith, we understand. Salvation has nothing to do with works, for we are saved through faith. 17 of the 18 times the, the phrase through faith shows up in the New Testament, it deals with with salvation itself. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Galatians 2.16, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ. So the Bible clearly teaches that works have nothing to do with salvation. Work is defined as um, anything that requires effort, you know, burns calories, etc., etc. The problem with our good works is that even they are filthy. Isaiah 64, 6, but we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses are f as filthy rags. So we can see that, that we are saved through faith, and then we serve by faith. Salvation is through our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 6.23. So someone is not saved because their mother and their father and their pastor are saved, or because they, they go to church, or because they've been baptized. That's not what saves you. Jesus said you must be born again. And salvation is, is personal. It's personal. Romans 14, 12 says every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. The sad thing is that, that there's a big percentage in every church who, you know, they have said the right prayer. They've been baptized. They take communion. They have parents who are saved and so on and so on and so on. But they have never been born again. They are trying to get to God by faith, by their works, instead of through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are in that category, if you're in that category, I urge you, do what 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith.